Welcome back to Trending in Education. Dan Schrapper, Brandon Jones, Michael Palmer with you. And this week we're talking about the Consumer Electronics Show, also known as CES 2018, out there in Las Vegas. Nevada wrapped up last week. Uh, but Mike and Brandon always want to find out about you first. Brandon, how are you doing this week? I'm doing great. Uh, I'm I'm all over my sick that I had for That's several right. weeks. I'm, I'm I'm bringing this. I'm coming in 100% on this. Wow. Uh, yeah. That's one thing. Um, two. I just got back from Iowa City, Iowa, uh, which was which was nice. We the are, city so uh, nice. They named it twice. Well, I think they only named it once. Um, oh, right. But uh, yeah, I suppose that's true. You're making a New York, New York reference. Uh, I am, and that's where am. I'm podcasting from. We uh, we've mentioned that we are the official partners of the ACT, um, mm-hmm. and uh, good meeting with uh, with the ACT team out there. They're doing cool things. Um, and then I'm excited. This, this is our 51st year of, of bringing you <laughs> podcasts since we covered CS the first time back in 1967. So it's been. Ooh, it, I, I checked your math. And even though you're you're you were clever because your math was correct, even yeah. though the, the fact maybe wasn't. Yeah, I think the fact is correct. We've been doing a podcast since 67. We sure have uh, in my mind. Uh, in your mind. Yeah, yeah, that's where all my facts live. Sure. Uh, but I'm excited. This is uh, it's going to be good. I, CES is it's the is it the biggest? We're talking about CES, Computer Electronics Show. It's the biggest computer electronics show. But is it is Consumer it, Electronics Show? Con- consumer Electronics Show. Is it the biggest show? I think it's the biggest conference. Right. That's what I mean. In the America, definitely in I, I in North America in the world. I mean, there's there maybe some big shows. But it's a big show. Anyway, it's a big deal. Happy to be here talking about it. Yeah. And Michael, how about yourself? Uh, likewise, you know, CES, uh, it's Vegas, baby. It's like, it's also, it seems so zoo-like that uh, that I'm intrigued, never having been. We talk about wanting to go. I don't know if we really want to be there, but I think I think it may be in the cards. Who knows? We should at least virtually be there. Yeah, I, we should put a we should put some gear on next year. Yes and actually experience it as though we're there. Yeah, I think there's a good story to talk about, about people who had had that gear on here this year. It's a great story. So we'll get into uh, an amazing blackout story, and uh, The Ringer had a great oral history of it that discussed uh, some of it, but very Vegas stories as well that we'll get into as we talk throughout it. Uh, Mike, as you look through the articles that we've shared and and the variety of days, a variety of presentations happening out there, uh, high level, what caught your eye what are things that uh you want to discuss here and things that you thought were uh, an interesting kickoff to discussion here on the podcast yeah uh sure there's a lot of robots so many so many bots so how we want to talk about robots uh in this year is interesting uh ces no shortage of robots out there Uh, obviously there was a shortage Ooh, well played, sir. Of electricity which we We gotta start there we gotta gotta get into that one and then like I thought the LinkedIn, uh, the Tinder and LinkedIn. Swipe left. Oh my God! There's so much to talk about. Like, but let's let's make sure we hit all this stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So uh, the blackout, Brandon. Uh, about 93 minutes is what I read. Uh, there yeah. are multiple articles on it. Multiple people uh, discussing. It. To Mike's point, I don't think we want to be there when a blackout happens. It seems right. like. So, so here's what I think. I the 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 Ringer article, the oral oral history of the blackout. I think we can let's just do a little thought experiment. Um, People who are listening to this pod right now, just go ahead and close your eyes for just one second. I think we just gave you a visual history of the blackout. It was so the, the power was out 
from 11 a.m. Pacific time. Yeah. And that's a time that you care about when you're in Vegas. Sure. To 115. It's not just a 93 minute blackout. Yeah. And that's that's longer as as to per that report that yeah. I saw anyway. But it's also like right in the middle of the day, yeah. like right in the middle of the show. Yeah. And the E of the CES mm-hmm. is hard to power without the E running through the wires. Totally. Um, so that was kind of a, that was a, uh, I don't know if it was like a metaphor, if it was, it was like it, a lot of dysfunction. It, isn't it ironic? Is that like, don't I don't think we, there's that, that Canadian singer we can ask. Alanis. Yeah. Alanis. I think it actually is a little bit ironic. <laughs> it's I, funny. I was going to ask know. that question at the top because I know you guys love fun with language. Is this in fact irony? Where's like my quiz. <laughs> is that this the one, it's a one question quiz, Dan. <laughs> is this in <laughs> fact irony? Put in the ding sound. I, this ding, ding sound. I, I don't know. Mike, you think it is ironic? I think it's a little bit ironic. Yeah. 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 Because because especially to your point, it's the computer electronics show. Correct. And they lose electricity. They sure do. And like, and it's also in the desert. So yes. like the sun is everywhere. And these people are indoors at an electronic show boop, boop, boop. and everything goes dark. Yeah. Except for what's powered by their phones and their headsets. Right. That's the thing that you were referring to, or we both referred to. Yeah. That the, for the, there were people who didn't know. This yes. is incredible. So I think this, this actually foreshadowing, if VR catches on in a major yep. way, let's say you're doing, you're taking conference calls via VR or sure. you're, you know, you're, you're getting your on-the-job training for, you know, being a physician's assistant taking VR. You're vacationing. You're vacationing via VR. There's going to be some, some ish that happens around you. Yeah. Like fires. Totally. That your dispute is going to burn alive. <laughs> I've seen the future. <laughs> it's people wearing headsets burning alive. Right. It's, not, not to mention just like being made fool of <laughs> yeah like, I, I mean that's I'm why going bleaker but but I'm, I'm saying at a minimum why i'm not a big fan of vr is like who knows what people are doing to you right. like when oh yeah when you're I, not i think on our our vr show yes. where i i experienced i was using the, the ps vr yeah the playstation vr uh-huh. my friend whose vr uh, said it was 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 doing it first and even though he was a capable vrer yeah he looked like a fool totally. <laughs> and i was like i was definitely ready to mess with him to, to gram him right like to yeah. like, take, take a take i grammed a, him take a vr gram i did yeah yeah, yeah. No, i mean it's it's insta it's, is for life it's not it's not so insta when i save it on my phone and i print copies of it well i i also thought it was interesting that one of the one of the areas of innovation they were talking about was wireless power yep yeah and then for wireless power to be something that they're talking about when the wired power goes kaput yes and also like how you think about disaster recovery how you think about uh like redundancy around power yeah was pretty interesting and it's also like uh that's it's not necessarily irony i get confused around like what exactly okay but but it's like it it's telling that there were so many fails within this ces yep well, where the other one was Chloe, right? Yep, uh, the robot. Yeah, like the the smart kitchen robot from was that LG, LG? I believe. I'll double check. Yeah. So LG's robot just like either had stage fright or the guy, the demo jockey, was not particularly prepped. His questions were just he wasn't really. I'm blaming it partly on him. Yeah. Too. Like he didn't really talk to the smart kitchen. 
this the is what happens when you get your, your VP of marketing to go out there. Like yeah. you're not sending a dev out there. Right. Although in, so in this article, and this was a, an article out of the evening standard from the UK, um, the one that I read that yeah. referenced this, uh, and this is my own ignorance, but I, I learned the word refusenik through this article. Mm. I, I didn't know that word before. It's so good. It's a good word. Yeah. It's, and it's calling this robot a refusenik right. Right? because it, it was unwilling to comply with, right. its, with its human master's commands. But it wasn't like a, a me lie situation where like it was, give, it was being told to kill other robots. It, no. was, it was like, you know, get me some ice cubes. Right, it was like, it was just I refuse. Yeah. But it didn't, it didn't even verbally refuse. No, it, it just, just clammed up, shut down. <laughs> Life did, is not good. Did it lose power? No, I don't think so. Yeah. It was powered on. So you right. could see it like booping behind the scenes but it was like yeah yeah it's like no thank you very much yeah so uh but the smart kitchen interesting idea uh and then also uh, the the term there that i've heard is a demo jockey have you heard of demo jockeys Mm, tell us more demo jockeys are like the 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 engineering guys the tech guys who uh show up with or in lieu of a vp of product or a VP of marketing who doesn't know what the heck they're doing yeah. on stage. And then they're just there to be like facile and fluid and smooth with yeah. the technology and make it look like any, any idiot can use this. Sure. When in reality, it, at least one idiot couldn't. Yeah. And it's like, uh, anyway, I thought, I thought that was interesting. So you had the blackout, you had that robot fail. Were there other, I mean, there's been a lot of, there's a lot of trolling of CES yes. that I'm seeing through social media this year, which we saw a little bit last year, but like hype cycle wide, like at a macro level, maybe CES is past its peak at this I, point. I don't think so. I think it's just, it's, it's so big. Right. It's, it's, it's enormous. Like too I, big to succeed. It's too big to, to succeed. Yeah. I just think that like, um, you know, it's 2018 after all. Uh, and this is so 2018. Yeah. Uh, as we here we are in the second week of January. Yeah. Um, people like to just people like to rag. Sure. You know, like there's that people like to beef. Right. Uh, and so, I mean, we're doing this now. Our, our two lead stories on this podcast were the the negatives, the power out of the blackout, and uh, Chloe. Yeah. Uh, clam up, Chloe. Um, but it's also newsworthy. Absolutely. It's like because because basically, if everything that was staged and prepared to be like a beautiful demo, executed against plan. Yes. It's less surprising. Right. And it's less like gonna get that buzz that we're all like contributing to right now yeah and and i think that's right um but also the uh it, it may be that if everything went as scripted as planned there just wouldn't be enough big swings like right. m- maybe chloe was not apparently was not super stage ready she had a little stage fright yeah um but you know had we just been showing Chloe, oh, the the Chloe dot zero instead right. of Chloe dot one or whatever, right. um, it wouldn't have been as awesome. So you know, there's the, the failure sometimes shows that you're trying a lot of new things. Totally, I don't know if that applies to the blackout. Like the blackout, it feels like we should probably get that right. Right, uh, but, but it's it is interesting to think about Vegas and Vegas's reliance on energy and reliance on electricity. Totally, it's already yeah. just this huge power suck yeah and then you add ces like hey i got an idea let's run the largest <laughs> electronics technology conference in the world yeah in the middle of a desert that's already like 
sucking the grid dry and like and then lo and behold we have a power out in my mind it was just from like a hundred power strips plugged right. into what like i, I just like <laughs> so imagine daisy one chain yep where there's like a lot of the booths at yeah. ces and this one because it was also it was like in the the hall then in like the ex, ex exhibition hall yeah. right yeah um and uh i just imagine because there's got to be how many outlets does each of those guys, gals need? So many. Oh my god! Not to mention like the the clustering bat- effect, the battery life OCD that happens among the people who are out there. Well, did you? Where like, because I'm battery. I mean, I'm I'm not a fan of what Apple's doing to my battery life on my iPhone. Mm-hmm. But like, I am hypersensitive to my, which is why like the wireless power. I was like, when do you charge your phone? All the freaking time. When it gets below, below twenty percent. Oh, so not all the time. Like there, there are definitely more OCD people than that. No, but my problem is it it's so frequent because uh, it's draining so much since yeah. the re- most recent updates. We don't, it's not about me, <laughs> but but like it's just like the level to which we are loving the future, but we're so dependent on electricity, Odd. and I, like I, that's not ironic. That's like truth. That's yeah. like a moral. That's that's true. That's, well, that's like. As a takeaway from that story, Two, one for me, I for one am happy the robots failed. It gives us a couple more years of autonomy that that I, I can. Robot hater. Only one robot failed, by the way. One, I just need robot. one. I just need one. I just need one. That's all I need. Uh, but Mike, to your point about the wireless, uh, I guess, and I haven't seen any pictures of it, but the cell phone charging stations were docks that mm. locked down when the power went out, so you couldn't get your cell phone. I heard that. So not only are you now without power and maybe looking for your flashlight on your phone, but you put it into this device that doesn't work when there's no power. So unlike just unplugging it and walking away, you people couldn't get their cell phones out. So right. you had reporters and you had just everyday attendees who had no access to anything while being in the dark at CES. I bet they had access to screaming. Right. <laughs> still available to them but it is interesting for me because like thinking about how much we're consumed by screen time and how much like for me one of the trends i'm looking at now more is just mindfulness as much as it feels a little uh hippy dippy like i think it's real and being able to just be present and give yourself time to not be overstimulated like ces has got to be tough on your nervous system just your con- there's so many like bombarded yeah. lights and crowds and you're getting pitched so constantly. I hope that when Elon puts Neuralink in me, it's at a CES. Like yes. I, I want to be on stage at CES, bombarded by all the the sounds and the sights. Have you? Uh, are, do you watch Black Mirror? I'm I'm a, an episode and a half in, so okay, catch me later. On okay, that. okay, yeah. but but uh, season four of season one. Oh. I just started. Oh, you I, saw I, the I, first I, episode. I, talk about oh it and so i was like i'm gonna go check this out okay because like because there's a lot i, I mean, don't spoil it, me it goes, i don't want to be spoiled it goes dystopic yeah there's a lot of this that topic this yeah. that, that topic yeah. is i can't dystopic. help myself yeah yeah but can uh, we talk more about robots for a second please. absolutely so there are other robots there was the dobot mm-hmm. yes. which um and, and actually several dobots um one of the things that i like that I would like to, to do at some point, um, probably on my own time, is come up with all of the, like if you want to have a robot, yeah, but you can't call it robot. Right, what do you call it? You can just drop out the R mm-hmm. and put in another another letter. You another, can't do GoBot, because that was that was a, like a- GoBot was solid, but that was- Transformer like, like, takeoff. Transformers, yeah. so it's like the knockoff Transformers, yes. the Betamax of Transformers. Yes. Um, so that's taken. Right. Dobot, mm-hmm. Bobot, 
right? I, so I can on your own that. time, yeah, though. Thanks. Like, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so these dobots. Um, there are there are a bunch of these dobots. Yes. There's Dobot ma- Magician, right? Huh? Which is an educational robot arm, which was a it was a uh, an honoree at at CES. Yes. Um, and we like our robot arms. We love uh, this. This got me thinking about Tarobo. Tarobocon, our friend. Tarobocon. Uh, Tarobocon w- was. Um, it, had he just gotten into university, he could have gone on to be an honoree himself. But yeah, he could have at least maybe like run a booth. Yeah, now he's, at, made, now he's making CES. Camrys, I think. Yes. Um, there's Dobot M1, which is a professional robotic arm for business. Yeah. Uh, the Dobot Moose, which is a metallic 3D printer. One of the things that I liked about all these Dobots, uh, one of the measurements of, um, I think some, you learn a lot by, by what a thing is... Uh, uh, celebrating that can do. Yes. So this has the Dobot M1, this is the professional robotic arm for business, has 0.02 millimeter precision, mm-hmm. the velocity of 200 degrees per second, mm-hmm. 1.5 kilogram workload, Yes. and 400 millimeter maximum reach. I think I only know what two of those things are. Right. And I'd want to know, right away, I want to know what my metrics are. Yes. What are worse? What, They're definitely worse. Each arm. I mean, right, that's true. You've got two. Right. You've got legs. Come on, Dobot. <laughs> Come on, Dobot. You only got one arm. Yeah. Do, Dobot would be probably good at boxing, though, because it has a small target for where you would hit it. That would hurt. Yeah, it'd be tough to knock it out. Yeah. And it, it it's all arm. It's, like, it's all armed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think I think these Dobots are, are pretty are pretty cool. Um, and I feel like robots. What's the what's the company that's making the um, it's a Japanese company that's making the, the full like the anthropomorphized robots. Right. I don't remember. Um, anyway, there are probably several of them. Mm-hmm. But the I, I like that. That to me is sort of uh that's what we imagine like in the fifties and sixties that robots in uh, right now would look like, Right. but it's these robotic arms and stuff, man. That's like, that's where that they are at the cutting edge. In fact, Dobot magician can do um, uh, laser engraving. So he, yeah. he, it, she quite literally is at the cutting edge of, uh, of where robotic technology is, is happening. Like totally. You, you start with the arm, right? Once you build that arm, like the rest can follow. Well, and I'm going to tease, not spoil a little uh, black mirror. But the the robot dogs. Oh gosh. Robot dogs. Robot think robot security dogs. Mm. And then think Black Mirror season four, wow. episode five. Wow. It's freaking terrifying. Okay. I'm on but, it. But awesome. Yeah. I would say also Black Mirror, it's an it's an anthology. You can skip around. No, nah, I won't though. You're a completist. Yeah, I'm a completist. <laughs> also. Both yeah. words yeah. are are approved these Complete. days. L E A T or complete yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> my pa- my talking about my pants. And the Beatles. Um, yeah, so I think that that's good. There was also, there was, uh, is this too blue for the show? There was, it's there was just blue enough. Uh, well, Dan, you can, you can edit this out in post. I thought you were going to make me say it. <laughs> you're gonna toss it say, no, there was, there are, there are, there were robot strippers. Yes. It's Vegas. It got a lot it's of press. CES. It a got a lot of press. of press. Correct. Um, I mean, I, I think it's more, it's like nerdy, not salacious, it but was, uh, there was it was at art- a strip club though, no. but it was an artist installation. So like the guy who did, sure. The robot strippers also did like a robot Last Supper, so like he's mm. kind of like a provocateur, yeah, artist, conceptual artist as well, who was and the, an engineer, I believe so. Or like, is he leaves the he leaves the robots themselves to the devs. I think he's involved. Oh, uh, yeah, I, what was his name? Uh, we'll dig we'll dig his name up, but uh, but it's also like the idea of 
blending uh, technology with the arts and uh, and also trying to be provocative about some of the challenges we're facing as a society. And like the fact that, you know, Vegas has its own adult playground component. And then the idea that during CES, they're bringing robots to bear there. It's an interesting thing. And to bear, you see what I did? Yeah, that, I sure that, did. Was, that wasn't even on purpose. That's good. But, uh, but robots are usually naked, by the way. Giles Walker. Giles Walker. Yeah, there you go. But like, you know, like robots, they don't really undress because like robots typically are not wearing clothes. But this is like the whole like the the, the sort of a creationism story of Adam and Eve. Like are, once they realize that they are undressed, will yeah. they then oh, develop well. modesty? Yeah. And like the, the, will there be a, a fig leaf in our robotic future? Yeah. It, I don't know. Yeah, I think and probably. Then, and then related uh, thing is the uncanny valley. Mm. So like these robots looked like robots. They looked like the 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 sort of the NFL on Fox robots. Yes, yeah. you know. But so they been working that robot for like fifteen years. Totally. But they move. But they move. Da, 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 da. <laughs> but they move around like strippers, and like it's more the concept is what the artist is trying to provoke, rather than the actual. I don't think a lot of people are going to see these robots in the same way they would go to typically go to a strip club. It's more like you're there, you're looking at these robots and it's like, in some ways it's almost, I think it would almost make me more uncomfortable about, I mean, from some of us are just less comfortable in those environments to begin with, but then like you see like a robot dancing. Yeah. Here's, here's the thing though. It's a little disturbing. What I'm imagining when I first read the story is, you know, cut to the interior of the strip club. There are, some patrons who are there yes. who went there for the ro robot installation, the art installation. Yes. And there are some patrons who just went to a strip club and they're totally like, they're whacked out when they yeah. see those robots come on stage. They had no idea. They thought they were going to be humans. Not to mention dancing. The, not to mention the amateurs who are, who are just messing with their flow. Like, like there's a bunch of spectators one side of the hall. Yeah. Checking out the robot installation. Meanwhile, they're just trying to do their 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 thing. Yeah, like it's what they typically it's do. Very strange. Dan, what do you think about all this? I I think that it makes sense in Vegas and only in Vegas. And uh, I think that uh, I, I guess sure. they had CCTV for heads, like they had uh, a, a TV camera or TV uh, monitor for 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 heads and displayed some sort of imagery as well. Um, I don't know that I would ever step foot in an establishment like that again if I went there without the pretense of what was happening. Like if I walked in and saw rob robots on stage, you whacked out. Yeah, Dan. I'd be done. Yeah. I'd be done. Yeah, I, um, I think so. I would have thought I I fell asleep and woke up a hundred years later. But there is, a, there, and I don't know if this is part of the commentary um, from this artist, but I do think, and and maybe I, I'd advertise we shouldn't spend too much time on this pod here. <laughs> We've but, already spent enough. Yeah, it's fine. Time, it's fine. It's Why fine. Not? We're there. But I think that robots, like this is one of the first places that people are inserting robots. Like, like there is the, the application of anything is like first right here. Right. Um, well, and I've, I have heard interesting takes on uh, the potential impact of robots and, uh, on, and like, like automation on like the the problems around the sex industry where like if ultimately the dehumanization of some of these roles could move to robots it does raise interesting questions about, yeah, the, about the ethics and like there uh, is some real interesting ethical and moral moral stuff yeah uh, around the uh, yeah. around the edges let's here. wait in with an expert at some time <laughs> well i think this is the it, 
is this the proper time to, to transition to Tinder and LinkedIn? Let's, yeah, let's swipe right. <laughs> oh, sure. Let's swipe right. T- Tinder yeah. and LinkedIn. Come yeah. on. We're right. We're in the neighborhood. Talk to us about that. Well, you have uh, Tinder coming out, and I guess uh, many years ago, they, they were on record saying uh, that they thought LinkedIn was annoying and not a way to go about it, and they, they've come to bear have a uh, an app themselves called Ripple, uh, which is to be uh, a networking social platform where you swipe left and swipe right on professionals. Uh, so you have this change from Tinder trying to expand their portfolio, obviously, but use the same technology they've used uh, to amass uh, a large following uh, from the dating scene, uh, trying to transition now uh, to uh, attack or go after LinkedIn a bit. Uh, digging in here, um, interesting, obviously, as as a technology company or or a dating company that's trying to be a technology company, them trying to expand. But Mike, what'd you take from from this uh, this uh, move from Tinder and the release of what's called Ripple, which is interesting because Ripple is also something that's big in uh, cryptocurrency right now, Bitcoin. So you have the the challenge there of the naming. Uh, but uh, uh, Ripple here, the new app from from Tinder. Uh. <clears throat> I think there's a lot going on, obviously. Like, uh, first, I think LinkedIn is ripe for some disruption. So Tinder trying to get into that space makes some sense. Uh, I do think Tinder as an app is somewhat uh, trivialized in terms of the the depth of the interactions that you get through Tinder. So the idea that you would uh, be able to find a good candidate through something Tinder-like uh, is an interesting, it's a provocative position. Um, that said, I do think some aspects of the user interface of Tinder is interesting for the initial screen. I do think it makes, as a potential candidate, you're thinking more about your headshot and like a quick, like, quick couple of points that somebody can digest to get you to that uh, that first interview. And I think there's a lot of risk around um, biases around physical appearance that this would kind of open you up to from an HR perspective. But uh, but I think at a fundamental level, the current model, the, the LinkedIn model is kind of stale. And the fact that Tinder is trying to do this feels a little more like a publicity stunt and uh, something to provoke some thinking, but that's a big part of what uh, CES is. So I'm kind of happy they did it. Um, I don't think it's going to go much of anywhere, but I think it'll be provocative enough that maybe two or three iterations down the line, something's incorporated that's interesting. Uh, Brandon, your thoughts? Yeah, I I think um, the form factor piece is interesting. The the, the UX is superior. I mean, sure. I, that's LinkedIn gets ragged on. I, I said people like to rag. Yeah. Because ragged on, it's a Microsoft property or built on Microsoft, and and it's just it's old, it's stale, it's clunky. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that the the format form factor and the UX is definitely better for you know applying Tinder like um, swiping, etc., and, and focusing on you know the human part of it um, uh, at Ripple. But I I I kind of worry about this. Like I, I think that it's it's nice to have a social platform where I don't know that to say that UX UI is um, is worse makes it better, but like where the content is the content, mm-hmm. you know, like I don't know that we, we want to be trying to connect with professionals because how their headshot looks totally. like that's, that's not, that's not like I'm less interested in that in terms of building my own professional network for sure. And so, um, and the other thing in, in reading that article, um, 
Ripple was also, I guess it was inspired by people who worked at Tinder who found out that other startup uh, folks, not at their startup, but other folks working at a startup were moving out their neighbors and they had never gotten the chance to meet them. So, so this is going to try to sort of hook you up yeah. with professionals who are physically proximate to you. Yeah. I feel like this is starting because like people, yeah. you know, people sort of like they just people like to do it. And so like I feel like yeah. this is this is bordering on what Tinder's core principle core sort of value prop totally. is. Is I, I wonder if there's going to be a ripple into ripple where like a ripple effect, maybe? Yeah. I, I and may, maybe I'm being um overly uh pessimistic about this, but I kind of like having a a forum for professional contacts that it's just like yeah, it's all about the professional contact. Uh, I think that's that's better than the personal contact. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Like you, you swayed me uh, through that conversation. Because also in light of like the the Me Too movement and the, the the level of care that people want to place around keeping the workplace as professional as possible, when you're trying to borrow from a dating app to get into the hiring process, that's part of the provocation i guess but like you're setting yourself up for a ton of trouble um so uh so yeah ripple provocative uh i think i'm gonna take a pass on it uh in you're swiping of, left i'm swiping left on mm. ripple yeah yeah uh, interesting to see on linkedin you have more and more people posting personal sort of facebooky things that get negative reactions for most of the people that follow them or interact with them of you know keep this on facebook and you see the sort of separation of these social platforms and to your point keeping linkedin as strictly professional strictly business um does appeal to a lot of people in in that way uh coming so up so dan you're saying you didn't like when i posted what i had for lunch uh on linkedin for the it was the week? picture of it that really threw me it yeah. wasn't that you you enjoyed it but um as we close, we're, we're coming up on time. Don't want to uh, run too long, but obviously ton to talk about here. Uh, I do want to give you guys an opportunity, any other topics, anything that we may have missed, but also point out uh, for anybody who is listening, Slate, so Slate Media had two reporters out, uh, and we talked about uh, one of them before uh, in the VR room, which was Will, Will Oremus, uh, who has an article on Slate about uh, exactly what Mike and Brandon were talking about before. What happens if someone yells fire in a VR theater? When the power went out at CAS, I was immersed in a virtual show and didn't notice the potential emergency. So check it out. A good read. Uh, one I'll share with you guys as well. Uh, but you hit you know, exactly what he hit as well of, of how that can affect uh, really uh, what's going on around you. But uh, Brent, I'll go to you first. Uh, any other topics or any other stories here that we should uh, look forward to tracking here in 2018 or things that you thought were, were interesting? Yeah, um, not time to dig into it, but the Amazon Google sort of uh, fight for... Um, uh, you know, top spot in their assistant, um, you know, the, the smart, smart devices, all the IOT stuff and getting Amazon uh, Alexa or, or Google assistant into that. I think that's interesting. Um, I think that's, that, that's going to be, there's, there's more, there's a whole show for us there at some point in the future. I know we did a version of that, but I think doing the 2018 version could be fun. Um, and yeah, I think we got to go back out there. I, you gave a little bit of a tepid pitch to us being there, Mike. Um, I, yeah. I think we could go. We could. We yeah. just gotta. We gotta plan it. We gotta bring our bring our um, uh, our asynchronous offline uh, fun to be at too, in case there's another blackout. You know, For we got sure. like our yeah. our chessboard, our magnetic chessboard, travel chessboard. Right. 
So, or just our mindfulness, you know, like sometimes it's nah, okay it's to just, sometimes it's okay to just sit there in the dark and like, just be present, man. Mm. You don't always need the energy. We don't need the electricity all the time. Yeah. yeah. I'm, 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 I'm hard pass. Swipe left. I'm, I'm out <laughs> on that. Then, uh, my wife runs mindful, mindfulness workshops. So I, I know what Mike's saying. I don't necessarily agree when in Vegas, but, uh, Michael, for you, anything else uh, stands out or, or any other topics that you think maybe for future shows, uh, we should keep an eye on. Well, I think one thing that we haven't talked about, and I'm not sure we have a clear read on it just yet, is like, who were the winners? I think we know CES itself may not have been a winner this go around just because it was a bit of a bumpier ride, or at least it's being perceived as such, particularly with the blackout. But like last year, I know NVIDIA was pretty much uniformly heralded as the winner of CES and like the, the up and coming brand, the up and coming uh, uh venture or 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 technology to build onto nvidia is the you know the gaming processing company you know that they build the the graphical uh processing uh units that are now becoming more prevalent even outside of gaming um and nvidia is still an interesting uh company to watch but i i'm not sure if we saw an emergent star coming out of this year ces where we did in previous ones so um i want to continue to track just to see if the press and if the offerings uh we could share some more links too to just sort of product uh, winners and they do announce actual product innovation winners at CES. So we can share more of that information too. So folks can understand more of those, uh, the products that won and then the potential implications uh, for learning and education is something that we didn't quite get to uh, which might be another angle for us to, to either dig into or listen to our, our listeners uh, as far as what technology are they most interested in and what has the the greatest impact on, on learning. Yeah. And I think uh, less links this year on education. Last year, there was a lot uh, covered and a lot uh, discussed around education. Feels like there's a, a little less this year, though uh, uh, the Dobot did uh, come through for education with uh, five different arms that can be used uh, in, oh, sorry, five different heads for the arm that can be used in the classroom. Whoa, bot. Real quick on, keep working, but but real quick on the Dobot, it's arms. Why isn't it making like pizzas? It's a Dobot. It should make pizzas. It should, it should make donuts. It's a Dobot. Right. It's right there. It's right there in the name. I knew I was going to have a good contribution. It just was at the end of the show. And uh, we'll we'll, we'll go on that. I did uh, like seeing LG has a roll up television. That was uh, interesting to see that uh, can roll up and down into some sort of uh, holder. And they're basically saying, don't make the TV the center of your living room. You can make it go up and down much like a regular screen, but it's a full TV Uh, was a fun one to look at when it's compliant. That's fair. That is very, very fair. Uh, great show. Uh, and to Mike's point, more to dig into here on the educational implications as we move forward in 2018. Uh, lots of content coming from us uh, in the next couple of weeks. Some great shows lined up, some guests uh, sitting in Elon Musk's seat uh, in the not too distant future. So uh, we look forward to them as well. Uh, great stuff from Brandon and Mike. Thanks so much for listening. Find us on Twitter at Trending and Ed, the same on Facebook, and find Brandon's favorite glossary on the internet at trendinged.com. Thanks so much for listening. We'll check you back here on Trending in Education next time. 